Welcome to Global Outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to our podcast today. We are having part two of our glorious time with Maurice Sklar talking about his experience in the courtroom of heaven and how we are seeing the things that, that he saw in the spirit. We're seeing them taking place right now. Well, we want to welcome our friend Maurice Sklar back to, to be with us today, and we are just delighted to have you with us again, Maurice. We um, said in our in our previous podcast, and if you didn't hear part one, you need to go back and hear part one, because yes. part two won't oh. make quite as much sense unless you've heard part one. We just love Maurice. He is... Um, He's one of those solo violinists that plays with a symphony, you know? I can just see him up there with the London Philharmonic, and, uh, and, and he's got beautiful CDs on his website, sklarministries.com, and uh, he teaches every other day on Facebook his uh, Beit Rafa teachings. He's, he's just like a regular rabbi out there teaching it every other day from the scriptures and, and helping to equip people for the global outpouring because we'd have to be Amen. equipped. And, and that's his heart too. So that's our heart and that's his heart. He's a part of this ministry and we're delighted to have him with us again. Uh, in the last session, in our last episode, we were uh, discussing his experience that he had in December of 2018 where he was taken into the courtroom of heaven. He saw the Supreme Court of Heaven and the, the 12 judges with our, along with our Father, uh, six from the Old Covenant and six from the New Covenant, and how uh, the prosecutor, the, the evil adversary, uh, the former Lucifer, who is stepping up to say it's his time to have seven years. And, and the, the lady justice who was conducting the court mentioned that, that he, was, he was pressing to have his time times and half a time. So the next thing that happens is that Jesus steps up at the, at the defense. And so, um, Maurice, w- welcome to our podcast again. We're delighted to have you with us. You are a dear, dear friend of ours. And um, we want you to tell us more about what happened when Jesus stood up. Amen. Well, I, I love you all so much, and I miss uh, Sister Gwen Shaw so much, but she's with us in the spirit, I believe. So. Oh, sure. So let me uh, continue. This is at the point when uh, Yeshua, when Jesus stands up in our defense, and you know he is our advocate. We have a lawyer before the Father, yes. and he's never lost a case yet. He's the, I have a good Jewish lawyer fighting for yes. me in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is, right. So, and what he actually, he was wearing, I'm, I'm reading, because I want to make sure uh, that I follow this, uh, uh, what happened. And it was an extraordinary experience. Uh, I'll never be the same. But let's, uh, I'll try to move on a little bit, uh, scoot on a little quicker than I did. But it's hard to, it's hard to go too fast with this. Yeah. This was, uh, but anyway, uh, he was wearing a white robe with blue trim 
and red sleeves with a bottom border and a neck border of red. He wore a small diadem of solid diamonds as a crown. Oh, it was so beautiful. And he just shined, you know. Mm. Once again, when he stood up, everyone bowed their heads before him in the court and in worship, except those at the prosecution table. Of course, <laughs> they said. He said, and this is a summary, but it was, I want to read it because it. this is also in heavenly legal language. You remember all of God is absolutely holy and just. The foundation of his throne is justice. Hallelujah. And of course, mercy and love. Yes, of course. But you see, he must be just even to the uh, fallen, the Satan. Uh, he And he is. He is true to his word. So the Lord said in summary. So he's responding to uh, Satan's accusation that God has failed man in every generation and that the earth belongs, it was all lies, of course, earth, earth belongs to Satan because of Adam's lease and I want it, I want my time uh, at the end and I want it now. That's basically what he said. Uh, and he had a legal right to do so because of the chronological time. God has extended and stretched out, if you will, the time of grace beyond into the uh, beginning of the, the seventh day or the la, la day of the Lord. So we are now in this overlap period between the end of the age of grace and the time of the kingdom age that is, uh, that is coming when, when, of course, uh, Yeshua, our Messiah, will return and reign right. upon the earth. And, and sin and Satan and death shall be removed from the face of the earth and this process of judgment is on the horizon but not yet and that's what this is about so yeshua stands up he says he said this as the true son of man i have taken the death penalty for every generation of fallen man including those in this harvest generation that's how he calls it mm -hmm. I also stripped Satan of his authority over the church of the living God. Mm. His gates can no longer prevail against her. Through the intercession of my holy bride on earth, the overcoming church of the living God. Remember, it says the gates of hell, Yeshua said, wouldn't prevail against this, this uh, mystical body of of the bride there has been granted now this is it there has been granted a pause by this court a pause of what pause of time to allow for the fullness of the harvest to come in during the last hearing on this matter in 2015 now i didn't know about this but evidently in 2015 which was three years really now five years ago in earth's time for I spoke on earth, as it is written, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, and then the end shall come. I, by the authority of the prayers and intercession of the bride, documented here in this scroll. He handed the scroll to the Father 
on the bench there. Uh, and another copy, actually, he was above the bench. He was on the throne, but he was in the highest place. And another copy of it to Satan's prosecution table. I petition the court for another measure of time for the end time church to finish and fulfill the promise to my people as it is written that none should perish but all who are truly mine he says have the opportunity to hear the good news of the gospel and to be saved from perdition wow that was a, a mouthful mm -hmm. and really this was actually uh, uh, a summary there was a lot more that was said uh, but it was in a language i didn't understand it was not actually done in english but and then i i uh, recorded it in hebrew which i don't understand either <laughs> and yet uh and yet i had perfect understanding but it's very similar to like when you have an interpretation of you know or a translation from that there was a he high heavenly language being spoken which i did not know I uh, never shared that before, but it was actually uh, that what I heard it all uh, and understood it. So as he was speaking, Satan, the handsome man, lawyer, was busy reading the scroll feverishly to see if there truly was enough intercession to stop. Now, listen to this, because this actually has meaning now in these uh, uh, two years later. Uh, because we're seeing some of this. If there truly was enough intercession to stop his immediate seizing of the earth and for the tribulation to begin. He was consulting his other diabolical, quote, lawyers about it. I think they were appearing in a human form, but they really were not. Uh, that was an illusion or a, just a, the, way, the way he appeared. Foul language was coming out of his mouth, along with, along with hissing and accusing his right hand, quote, man, saying, you told me that we had destroyed the prayers of the church. The great awakening had been thwarted. And then there were blasphemies words spoken. And then Yeshua continued. As you can see, my faithful bridal remnant has now listen to this is so beautiful has kept the faith enduring the evil and continue to overcome the blood of the martyrs has proven their faithfulness look at china look at the middle east look at africa look at indonesia look at south america look at the islands of the sea look at my persecuted bride in all nations even america has held though all of hell has been thrown against her the facts speak for themselves i have the authority to request for another extension of time the defense petitions the court for another extension of time in the grace that i purchased by my blood on the cross also, I petitioned the court to look into the scrolls. Now, these were 
documents. I had no idea what they were, but I, I, as I wrote it, I got revelation. They, these are, these are very, uh, these see God documents everything. It's all written down. Mm-hmm. Also, I petitioned the court to look at the scrolls of the hidden councils. Now that there's a scripture that talks about this in Paul's writings, the hidden councils written before the foundations of the earth regarding the mysteries of the harvest of the end of days. There's actually a book called that. Uh, It's a beautiful book. These Satan has no knowledge of as they were never shown to him. It is written there as well as in the hidden revelation of scripture that the tribulation beginning the kingdom age must begin only after all of my bride, which is that first harvest, the harvest of the bride, that are ordained to eternal life are saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And then he says this information can also be found in the scroll given by my hands to the court for eternal record. The evidence written in this scroll fully confirms and documents our holy and righteous claim. Though millions shall come to me and be saved, even in the tribulation to come, my holy bride must all be prepared now. So that's the, I almost wanted to read it because I would, if I tried to just say it, I I hope that's okay. I'm glad you did because every word is critical. But but I, I think it's very important for us to see and know and understand that the Holy Bride isn't ready at this point. We I the, know the intercessors have been interceding and and withholding this time. But it's very clear that the bride is not ready yet. So so you know, don't be looking for the rapture to happen this afternoon. You know, it's yes, there yes, there's ma'am. there's that's stuff right. needs to be done and that that's why I felt like it was so critical for you to come on this podcast and share yeah. with us the truths that you saw from this heavenly experience. Uh, carry on. What's what's the next part that happened? Well, I will. Uh you know, I agree exactly. We're not done yet. And in fact, there is a supernatural quick work that uh and this and all the prophets, that's what they're actually proclaiming, all of them, including uh, myself. I, I have also proclaimed this amazing time that, that must take place where God does something extraordinary in the earth yes. through, through this generation. That's and right. yes, and it must take place or otherwise. And so... So there's an inevitability about it. It's like, that's why we're all saying, well, we're at the Red Sea. Well, why didn't it happen? Why didn't the election, why didn't this happen at a governmental level now? What's going on? And I have to say, as a human being, I don't know. But I can say, as uh, from hearing from heaven, uh, there are certain things that are not negotiable that uh, the Almighty God is covenanted and legally bound, if you will, to do. And he's going to do what he said. He's not a man that he should lie. Right. Amen. Right. You had to preach, right. preach yeah. that a little bit. <laughs> Good. So let's go on here. Then there came, after this, there came a time of silence. Now, it wasn't just silence. It was awesome. It was, 
if you've ever experienced the Chavad, the glory of God, it in that courtroom, there was a weight. It was like a, it was so, so holy. I mean, uh, nobody moved. The judges on the bench were studying the scroll. That was that, that's the evidence you see. Somehow it had multiplied into 13 scrolls. All of the judges, including the father, read through the scroll. I got to get one glance at the writing. It, it was so, uh, it's because the, it was so bright. You know how the King James says, you know, his garments with the transfiguration, Yeshua was white and glistering. Mm -hmm. It's a great, great Elizabethan word, but, but, but really it was, uh, it, this has happened in, a, in several heavenly visions I've had where the Lord himself would grow so bright. You just could not look at it. The white, white, white light. Well, it was very hard to to actually look uh, at. Uh, in fact, I didn't want to even lift my head up because I was just one of the schleppers there. I was just a reporter, you know. I, what am I doing here? I had no idea. But God brought me there, and I did what I was told, you know. So anyway, he uh, they were all reading through the scroll. I got one glance at the writing. It was written in red. It was written in the blood of Yeshua. I was told by the chronicling angel that was helping me to write. Amazingly, as I wrote about this, as I wrote about this, the ink coming out of my pen became blood red as well for the duration of the description of it. Then it turned back to black ink again. After some deliberation, there was a vote. Every judge voted in favor of the saints to extend another time period of grace. I cannot disclose how long it is at this time. And actually, God erased it from my memory. I don't even remember. I don't know. And that's a good thing I don't know. Yeah. It's not for me to know. It's not for us to know that. Mm -hmm. uh, even, uh, you know, so finally, the father, the great judge of all the earth spoke. He said, on the basis of the evidence presented by the defense, I decree that the prosecution has failed to bring a closing to the final days of grace on earth. An extension of time has been granted. Why, why was there a need to have an extension of time? Because it actually, uh, as far as chronologically, the time of Adam's lease, uh, we are in the seventh day. Around the millennium time was was the time of the end of, of that uh, earth lease, if you will. So this extension, and, and how long it is, I don't know. Uh, an extension of time has been granted to the saints of the overcoming bridal remnant church. Now, this is something here that the father, this is the, the father's, uh, this is important to understand what he says right now. He, he said this. At the end of this, nevertheless, the birthing pains and judgments on the earth will not be stopped. Hasatan, Satan, has a, the authority to rule over the tares of the earth, the wicked in darkness, by their willing consent, according to the tenets of free will. 
given to Adam's race at the beginning of creation. I didn't know that, but there that's actually in the laws, the eternal laws of God as well. Both the tares, or the, the weeds, and the wheat, the, that's from Yeshua's parable, both the tares and the wheat have grown up and are now ready to be harvested. Therefore, the birth pangs of judgment shall increase. Those that will abide with me in the secret place, I will provide for and protect. Those that do not are in more and more peril with each passing day. Though I have granted this extension, the final day of the Lord has indeed come, and the prosecution is correct. The time of grace upon the earth is nearly over. Warn my children, this is the midnight hour. Watch and pray that you can stand in the evil day and to overcome. I am answering the prayers of my kingdom coming to earth. It shall come first in the fire of my holy judgments, mm. but it shall also come in the great awakening. And I would just say the, the bride, the bride coming forth in her glory. I just added that, but that's, that's from the Holy Spirit. Uh, awakening that I have promised of revival and outpouring. The time of my wrath is soon to engulf the earth, but in it I will remember mercy. Many millions of souls shall be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So he's talking here about the time we are actually in, mm -hmm. because uh, both we are experiencing both the, the I mean, as far as the birth pangs of, say, Matthew 24 and the things that we see on the earth, I mean, now this 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 pestilence is so-called and, and all the deception. And we see, we see the system, the economic system, the surveillance, the mind control, all of these things that have come really in the baby boomer lifetime, the explosion of mm -hmm. knowledge, the, uh, the increase of the exponential increase of knowledge, the fullness of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is the internet. We now have, uh, that's what we chose. That's what Adam chose, knowledge over union with God. But we have the fullness of that tree of knowledge around us, first generation that has ever had instant access to the accumulated knowledge of man, mm -hmm. which we worship instead of God. Well, and this is the time we're in now. And so all of these things together, along with the restoration of Israel, which uh, I am uh, God's calling for me has been to prepare. Really, it, it's all can be condensed into what people get ready. Jesus is coming as a Jewish believer. I am called from before the foundations of the earth to proclaim the coming of Messiah and the coming kingdom, and the fullness of time. Uh, and so these things are upon us. And uh, But when we say the time is short, God has a different definition of time than we do. I mean, Jesus said, I'm coming very soon. That was 2,000 years ago. So God has a different. <laughs> but mm -hmm. nevertheless, by the signs of the times, we can know the time and season we are in will... Uh, this must all come to pass, and therefore we are at the Red Sea. We're going to see uh, extraordinary uh, events taking place in this next season, yes. 
Wow. Amen. Amen. Boy, the anointing came on me. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I, I just think it's so so important for us to understand that um, that time from God's point of view is not the same as time from our point of view. And we see things in, you know, when Jesus says, tell them I'm coming soon. You know, we've been hearing that all of our lives. But yes, ma'am. His soon is not the same as our soon. It's like when Samuel said to Saul after his disobedience, this day, today, this day, the the nation has been taken from you and given to a, a neighbor of yours that's more worthy than you. But he continued to rule for some years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, that's and, true. And, and, and so we don't understand things from God's point of view from timing because his ways are so much higher than our ways. And his thoughts higher than our thoughts, like the heavens are above the earth. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want us to make sure that we understand that we can trust our Father. Yes. We can trust his wisdom. Yeah, and the American church has not been in a place where it is now. I mean, we've, you know, in this ministry, you know, our, our founder, you know, Sister Gwen will smuggle Bibles into Russia. And, yeah. And uh, our, one of our, our founders also, Siggy, who was born... You know, in when the bombs were falling on Ger- on uh, Germany, and yes, grew sir. Up, yeah, and mm-hmm. she grew up on the wrong side of the Berlin Wall. Yeah, and so you know they've Russia's had seventy years of persecution. China is now in its seventieth year. So the European, wow, the Asian right. around the world mm-hmm. had knows persecution, but the American church does not know persecution in this generation. Yeah. I mean, Pentecostals had it when when the outpouring, you know, they were all kinds of stuff was persecution was happening from other denominations and that. But we have not suffered unto blood like Mm -hmm. the rest of the world has. And it's just like now the Western church is really being shaken because of the the political what is going on now. Their Mm -hmm. eyes are being opened and I believe this is putting them in a place where they have to know they have to press into God because things are not going to be the same anymore. Yeah. And so this, we don't know how long this can go on. Yeah, we, we don't know. Yes. It's like what would happen if, if we had four more years of our, our former president, uh, Trump, oh. what's going to happen after four years? It's like, okay, we're good for another four years. But right. all of a sudden, the way it looks right now is different. Right. And people are scared. They're asking questions. But this is meant to press us into God. Absolutely. To be the yes, bride. Yes, sir. That's, uh, that this, is this is true. where we're at That's right exactly now. exactly right. Yes. yes. You know. And it's to expose. It's, yes. it's to wake, wake us up. This is a shaking for an awakening. Shaking for awakening. That's yeah. good. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> well, and, and you know what? Uh, it, very often God answers our prayers uh, in what we really need, not what we want. We want yeah. comfort, convenience, and keep right. going the way we always were. And and God's after a holy, <laughs> holy bride. He's after an awakened church that is consecrated. And 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 it's true. Whenever listen, whenever Israel got in trouble, they 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 turned to idols. They got in trouble. Then they cried out to God. Right. But it was the time of trouble, and every time they got blessed, they became fat and sassy and uh, went to sleep and worshipped the golden calf. I mean, it's just that's just the way that seems like uh, the flesh is, and we need that. 
it's not wrong to have uh god will discipline he'll he'll do whatever he, he has to do to get our attention yeah Man. absolutely and and we're grateful that he does and it's not yes, always that's not always comfortable Oh, absolutely not. Well, I've had I have not had a comfortable year, have you? <laughs> no. No. It's been hard. It's been a refining. I feel like I've been in a fire for the last 5 years and I think wow. God uh, and he's turned it up. I think he's turned the that refining. He is like a refiner's fire. Mm. At one time, the Lord said to me, the same fire that purifies the bride is judging the earth. Mm. Wow! Because he says, "I'll judge the earth and I'll judge Babylon by fire. I'll judge the wicked by fire, not wow. by water. We're not going to be flooded out as a whole, you know, like the flood. Mm. But he, it's reserved for fire." He said that that refining. He is like a refiner's fire. But he also says, "But I shall purify the sons of Levi. I mm. shall bring forth." And so, uh, not all. Not all of this is something that we we have to go back several generations sometimes to find the Christian writings and and then of course Jewish writings that that show that talk about this perspective. You know, it's not always it's not supposed to be Disneyland all the time. <laughs> you know, and and if that. we're called to be kings and priests, are we not like the sons of Levi? Think when you think about that. You know, if you're a yes, king and priest, yes, Levi was the law, like the lawgiver. Levi is right. the was the priesthood. So for the priesthood, and in Malachi it's saying that he will, he will purify the sons of Levi. Well, mm -hmm. it's true. new covenant. Here we yeah. are. Yeah, and That's and right. also after the order That's of Melchizedek, right. which is another whole thing. Yeah. Yes. Which is kings yes. and priests. Kings and priests. Yes. So at the end of your experience, you saw Justice, the Lady Angel. Well, I saw something that really, uh, what was so amazing was something that marked me. Justice, when he says he's the foundation of his own, he, he proves everything before his holy uh, judgments, you know. So uh, let me just read this. Then uh, after this, after this uh, closing statement, then the angel, Lady Justice, and the father spoke, you know, uh, the supreme judge, if you will. Then the angel, Lady Justice, came forward and was blindfolded. Now, that is exactly the way in classical literature or Greek and Roman, wherever it came from, we, we have a picture of justice as a woman because she's, it's compassion, and, it, and yet blindfolded that the that we can discern truth from truth and from lies. So this is exactly, except that she was so glorious. I mean, I, wow. She raised a large old fashioned scale in her hands above her head, just like the statue, you know, mm -hmm. into one of the bowls, a presiding angel poured a black sand like powder from a brass urn. This tipped the scale to all the way at the bottom as far as it could descend. This represented the accumulated sin and rebellion of all of mankind, as well as the failures of the church in this generation. That's scary. Yeah, it was. It, it was almost horrifying. It was just so awful. Into the other bowl, a presiding angel dressed in a golden robe 
God, you know, God's a God of drama. I mean, he really, <laughs> I mean, it, this was, this was a, a quite a, quite a, a, a holy show, if you will. I mean, it was something. The presiding angel dressed in a golden robe poured a white sand-like powder from a porcelain white urn that represented the prayers and intercession and obedience of the overcoming church. It was almost like a currency. Uh, very mm. interesting. I didn't quite understand, but it, it, anyway. So the obedience of the overcoming church in generations past, as well as the bridal company of our generation. This is what allows for evil to be restrained in the earth. Mm. You see, yeah. you have to understand that God does all the good he can do. And uh, he's not, at this point, God is not sovereign on the earth the way he is in eternity. It will. But when this lease is over, then he will be sovereign on earth as well, because he is sovereign. But mm -hmm. he has allowed this. So he has to be invited into the earth. We have our part to play. So anyway, yeah. I was really alarmed because it looked so small at first compared to the amount of black powder in the other bowl. But the angel kept pouring, and suddenly the holy justice scale began to balance out. Then it was even. As we all watched, the scale suddenly shifted. The white bowl went down, and the black bowl came up. Then there were mighty shouts of praise and victory in the courtroom. Then the father raised his golden scepter in his left hand and slammed his gavel down, accompanied by thunderclaps and lightning flashing everywhere with bursts of rainbow colors shooting through the courtroom. Oh, it was amazing. And said, the time of grace shall be extended as petitioned by the bride of Messiah for a little longer this length more, length of time, uh, which is not disclosed, has been granted to finish the final harvest in the age of grace. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's the account of the greatest, probably, I, I would now say in perspective, the greatest heavenly experience vision I've ever had. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, this, this idea of the bride not being ready. Uh, when, when we published this in our first quarter letter in 2019, there was just a little bit of space left on the page. And I wondered, what am I supposed to do with this? And I remembered a vision that one of our staff members, Linda Gladman, had had. And it's the vision of the sleeping bride. And mm. I, I, I added it to this. And I, I, think, I think it would fit well to close out this podcast to share this with you. Oh, please, please, yes. She said that she had a vision many years ago of a woman sleeping in her bed. She asked the Lord who it was that she was seeing. The Lord said, that's my bride, and she's asleep. Then Linda heard the alarm clock going off, and the Lord said, I keep sounding the alarm, but she keeps turning on the snooze. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Isn't that true? Man. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. But I'm getting ready to sound the alarm that will shake her to the depths of her being. And when I do, she will leap off her bed of complacency. Then she saw the bride leap up out of the bed feet first and land at the foot of her bed. 
Her armor was laid out on the floor, and in one swoop of motion she bent down and slipped into her armor. As she was walking out to go into the battle, she heard the Lord say, Take up your bed and make no provision for a relapse. She knew that this was the end times, and she wouldn't be coming back to her bed anymore. So I feel wow. that like that's where we wow. are right, right now. now. And mm-hmm. what's going on politically Praise God. is probably, God. hopefully, that this is the wake-up call that, that mm-hmm. is causing people to get wake up and quit hitting the snooze. Because, you know, if, if things had gone the way we had hoped, as Philip mentioned earlier. We'd be all hitting the snooze button. We'd be hitting the snooze button for another four, four years. years. Mm-hmm. And right, or, you know, back to business as usual. Right. And uh, that's what happened in 9-11. Everybody went to church for three weeks and then, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> pulse alarm, okay, you let's know, go back to our idols. You know what sin. I believe about that, Maurice? I believe what? the reason why they went back to business as usual after two or three weeks was because from the pulpit they heard no no this isn't the judgment of god when in in fact it was it was the judgment of god i i know that there are people who don't believe that god judges like that but um they must i know it was i know it was because i never was the same after that Mm. i was hit personally in a way uh that that uh only the grace of God that I recovered. I mean, I was there. I was in New York. Um, I I don't have time to talk about that today, except that everything changed. And I know, I know it did. It, uh, and God help us. Yeah, the wow. whole nation changed. I mean, there were there were freedoms that we had before that that we have lost now. Yeah. And and so you know that was a wake up call. But the pulpits, mm-hmm. the preachers in the pulpits, were not giving the full truth. Because they didn't have it themselves. They didn't understand themselves. And it's time now for us to really press in. And I feel like this is a, this is a thing that we still need to be interceding and, and contending for. And as we, as we pray for it and ask our Father to do it, we know that he hears our prayers. And yes. we need to begin to thank him for doing what he said he's going to do. And declaring yes. our faith in him that he is going to do what he says he's going to do in this outpouring, in this great outpouring of his spirit on all flesh that will cause everyone to wake up and everyone to have an experience of knowing who God is and that, that they are on their way to eternity one way or another. They're all, every one of us is on our way to eternity. And so as, as we close, Maurice, I would yes. like to ask you to pray for pray for us pray for this pray for the the bride pray for the bride to be awakened yes ma'am that's exactly where we're at right now and one more thing too the the lord has said to me during the time since march when he uh, had me go on uh, daily uh, all through 2020 and the bait rafa broadcast he he said to me the greatest need of this generation is the knowledge of the holy. Mm-hmm. We have lost the fear of the Lord and the yeah. knowledge of the holy. And I am going to restore that, and it will be the earmark of this grand finale. So <clears throat> I believe, wow. let's ask God for that. Yes. Amen. Abba, Father, we come to you in, in humility. We come to you thanking you for your grace and for your mercy. And Lord, we know the lateness of the hour. We also know 
the seriousness of the times, but we also know that you're a good God and you're bringing forth that beautiful lady and bride. It's more than just a metaphor, Lord. It is, it's, it's the finest hour. As David Ingalls wrote years ago, this is our finest hour for every field is white. The spirit of the living God is upon us. Hallelujah. Let us go forth. Lord, awaken your sleeping bride and, and do whatever we have to do. I'm going to pray that kind of dangerous prayer like I prayed as a 17-year-old. Lord, do whatever you have to do in my life just so that I don't miss your best. Yes. And Father, we don't want to miss your best here in America. We don't want to miss your best for the, the grand finale. And this, these are exciting times. There are times of celebration because so many are coming to you now. <clears throat> thank you. I thank you for the shaking. You yes. said you would shake the heavens and the earth, yeah. the sea and the dry land, and they would come to the only unshakable, only unshakable thing, which is you, the kingdom of God. Lord, just shake out everything you hate and put into us burn out of us with your holy fire everything you hate burn into yes. us everything you love yes. and set your holy bride on fire yes, and Lord. help us to do and uh, finish this mighty work for your glory in yeshua's name amen amen thank you so much maurice we're so glad you were with us today and we look forward to connecting again as the Lord leads, as we move into this glorious, great global outpouring. Amen. Amen. Shalom. 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 If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.